Welcome to the round table. It's game time. I am your host, Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gutters. This is where we give you our honest opinions on what the hell is going on with the sports world today. Now, if you if some of you don't know who I am or what I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of many sports. I'm actually also a big fan of the WWE, of actual wrestling. I've been a fan from back in the day from The Rock to Stone Cold Steve Austin, to the old school The Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, uh, one of my favorites, Rey Mysterio, even to King Booker T. But without this kid, I'm telling you, I probably would have stopped watching many, many years ago. But let's bring out my co-host today. He's Staten Island's very own. Let's bring out the captain, Francis DeLeo. Tell him what's up, brother. What's up? What's happening, my man? Uh, good to be on the show. Love love the weekly roundtable, and I'm, you know, excited. I'm excited to be here, talk some wrestling with you. Awesome, awesome. So listen, you know, if people don't know, me and Frank have been friends for a good amount of years. You could say, what, like eight years I think right it's now? like eight and nine. You know, so nine, too, too eight, fucking long. Too, too long, way too long. Too fucking long. All right, so if people don't know, some of our friends do know. Well, I'll tell you how we first met. You know, we actually joined uh, our high school track team. You know that that's how we you know first became buddies. But how we first became actual buddies this first day, how I first met this kid was the funniest. I think the funniest moment of my entire life. We actually had practice at Wol- at Wolf's Palm Park in Staten Island, New York, on a sunny summer day. It was getting you know close to night. And we were running in the trails. And I tell the kid right in front of me, I tell Frank, I go, listen, bro, there's a water bottle right in front of you. Just watch out. Watch out. Water bottle in front of you. He looks all done. What? What? Next thing you know, just slaps, polish, drops on the floor. Yep. But yep. we've been friends ever since. Yeah. But I did nickname me, uh, him. He's called me clumsy ever since. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is the guy that, you know, fell off the top bunk at trap camp and uh, hit his head on the on the chest. Oh, oh man. Man. Good times. Good times. Woke up the whole camp. Listen, listen, we've had some funny-ass moments, but we've had some... One good moment I could, I can say, and actually the reason why I brought you on here is because we are big wrestling fans. Yes. One moment that we did have with each other, like we're saying, like we're, we're a couple, but we went to <laughs> WrestleMania with each other, right? Yes. yes. And I think that was probably one of my favorite moments of... Oh, it, it was awesome. It was definitely one of the, the best moments of, of high school. It was one of my... It's probably my best wrestling moment. I mean, going to something with, you know, 100,000 people. Of course. Um, just, it was just really, really cool. I'm really glad we went. And hopefully we'll do it again next year when it comes back. Of course. And whoever hasn't gone, I definitely suggest going. But, you know, the, I got to bring you up because we're talking about honest opinions. What the hell is going on? And right now, what's going on even in the social media world is the John Cena and Nikki Bella situation. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's like, oh, I'm bringing another guy into the situation. But guess <laughs> what? This is my podcast. I'm going to let him speak his mind. So, Frank. What the hell is going on, bro, in your eyes? All right. So to, to recap a little bit, we got, you know, the power couple of the WWE dating for six years. Cena proposes at a WrestleMania, not the one that we went to, unfortunately. He was actually, you know, he, that was uh, the twice in a lifetime. He faced The Rock. Yeah. But, um, yeah, proposes at WrestleMania. Uh, makes it a whole big thing. Supposed to get married about a month before the wedding. Oh, it, it get, gets called off. And just so uh, it just so happens that it was about a month and a half before uh, 
the new season of Total Bellas, Nikki Bellas reality TV show. And coincidentally, they put on into what a commercial that there are coincidentally getting split up, right? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's funny because um, you know, everyone talks about how WWE is you know not real; it's fake. Uh, everything is staged and storyline. So um, the best, but it, it's different from you know a, a sport like UFC because they can't storyline things. They can't you know make it Listen, so that you know one thing's going this we'll, way. One we're gonna just put way. we're gonna put it to put lines right now. I'm gonna put my blatant truth out there. If you don't like it, walk out. <laughs> WWE is this. Yes, it's story and it's fake. It is more athletic than most sports in general. So to say and sit there that you cannot enjoy where it's called. World Wrestling Entertainment, where it's action entertainment. It's not, a, you know, a full-on declared sport, but it entertains the eye. You know, that's the most important thing, and that's what it does. That's the whole point of the storyline. That's the whole point why it's the action. That's why this divorce thing is making everyone pop off about it. Not divorce, split up thing. Yeah. Well, exactly. They're, 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 you know, playing the wrestling card for the reality show. They're like, oh, you know what's going to draw in more viewership to a show that doesn't have a lot of viewership? It's if... The two biggest stars of the show because Brie has nowhere near the amount of fame that Nikki has right now. And I don't think she wants it. I, she's very happy with, you know, yeah. Daniel Bryan. But, oh, we're going to bring in a ton of viewership to the show. If, you know, a guy who's about to be one of the hottest, you know, actors, you know, he just came out with a great movie, doing a movie produced by The Rock uh, next year. You know, he's, he's you know, a, a big time guy. And Nikki so Bella, who's really all these statements that, that you're you're making are... Are you suggesting that this was a bullshit relationship from the beginning? I don't know if it was necessarily bullshit from the beginning. I do think that. Oh this hell whole, yeah, it was. Oh hell was. yeah, it was. It was BS from the beginning. The popular vote got to them. You gotta realize, John Cena used that as a pedestal to move up his acting career as well as her entrepreneurial career. She went on a TV show, Total Divas. Next year, she was in. She was in a relationship with the most popular superstar on the roster. Therefore, was the po most popular star in the po in the in the people's eye because WWE, the E Network, right? That's for all the kids and everything. So for all these children, they're looking up to this guy as like a superhero, as a as a not a god, but they're looking at this guy as a true on role model. He used that as a clear pedestal to me. I think John Cena used her. I told you, uh, if nobody knows, I do have the hots for Nikki Bella. If Nikki Bella does happen, you know, perhaps to listen to this, listen, I'll leave you down my number. I'll slide into the DMs later on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, yeah, no, but uh, with, with this whole thing, it's just... I think, I think it's a whole big ruse to, to get, you know, viewership for the show because, you know, Cena was just on a, you know, whatever morning show it was and he was saying like, oh, you know, I really miss Nicole. You know, I want to have her children. I want to be her husband. I but isn't the reason why that they split up is because he didn't want kids originally? Exactly. And this is why it's all a bunch of, you know, a load of shit because he, they, I, I, like I said, I don't think they split up. I think it's, you know, they just prolonged the wedding to make sure this season's bigger and better than ever of the show and uh, this is all like you know so you think that even though they were supposed to get married last week right mm -hmm. that they're still gonna get married at some oh, point oh at some point in the future I, and True. you know it, I think it's, it's it's just a matter of time because Nikki, Nikki if was I like, was oh, you I you should someday. be done with this guy this guy is he's not worth the time He his ex-wife wasn't even on 
the face of his, you know, of his family lifestyle. Are you kidding me? He had a wife before you. Okay, he had a wife before you a long time ago for many years, and she was never known. You rarely saw her, rarely saw her. There's other superstars, there's other people to go after. Please go after me if you want to, I have no problem with that. But like, it's so ridiculous. But like, I'm happy, one thing I'm happy about is that this guy is going part-time, you know? This guy's finally going part-time and he's now joining, you know, his life, and maybe like you said, maybe he can go on the right track with Nikki. Who, who freaking knows? But the next thing I want to talk about and get kind of into with you, because we do have a huge disagreement with a full-timer on the WWE roster. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know who it is, it's our guy, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, Roman Reigns is the top dog, supposedly, in the WWE, especially on Monday Night Raw. He has fought on numerous occasions in the past, what we could say in what, in the six, eight month range, Brock Lesnar, numerous occasions, right? He's fought him twice in the last couple of months. Uh, he fought him at the WrestleMania a couple of years ago. He fought him at uh, in a triple threat match, like at Fastlane, I think it was. So he's fought him over a couple of, uh, couple of, past couple of years, a couple of times. And he's had a couple of matches in between. Now, in your opinion, mm-hmm. this is where we disagree. You're a huge fan of him. I, I really like Roman Reigns. I and I wrestler. actually am the one to like kind of despise the mm-hmm. the character that he wants to play, but where he should go with the character is where I would I rather him yeah, see. But, you know what it is? It's uh, Roman Reigns. I, I really like him. I think he's one of the best wrestlers on the ring. He's one of the most, you know, he, one of the most athletic people. I mean, the the things he does do he does in the ring is you know exceptional for a guy his size. Um, and I, uh, w- w- the thing with Roman is that he was brought up in the eyes of the people where he wasn't proven yet. And over a course of time, he proved himself. There was one example that you were given before we actually went out live on the podcast. You want to kind of give him a breakdown right. of what, yeah. what it so was? So basically for those of you who don't watch wrestling, it's, um, you know, playing sports and your, uh, younger kid and the coach's son is, you know, hitting cleanup in baseball or he's, you know, in the, you know, the, the go-to guy in the fourth quarter and uh, he's not that Or he's good. in the best position on the field and you, and like that one kid is mad jealous because that's the coach's son even though he's shitty. Right, right. So, um, you know, with, with, uh, sorry, I lost my channel. Oh, with that, it's, um, giving the ball to the kid in the fourth quarter is like giving Roman Reigns the main event at WrestleMania the last four years. Roman Reigns has been very good. He's been a big contributor, but he's not the guy who should be put in the spotlight. He's not, you know, the main event superstar that uh, say why? AJ Styles is or Shinsuke Nakamura. Why? Is. And the, the reason why is because people don't want to like him. Well, that's the people, but clearly Vince McMahon, like you just said, mm-hmm. because th- this is his top dog. This is his guy. This is his champion. He's going to put him at that top-notch spot. Absolutely. I despise him at that top-notch spot because I don't think he has the mic ability, the skills compared to, let's say, like like you said, AJ Styles and Shinsuke. The, the one thing like we've always disagreed on, even with other sports too, it, like you said, the one comparison, like you said, with the coach's son, I'll bring you a comparison of my own, is I look at it as of like when we compare LeBron and Kobe, right? How I'm a fan of Kobe, you're a fan of LeBron because you, LeBron's the better player because more athletically, just the stats-wise. Me, I think skillfully, 
the pure scorer, I think Kobe Bryant is the more pure, deadlier player. This is going to be a conversation. This is a different, yeah, podcast. this is a different podcast, but this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the way I'm, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because this is how I'm going to bring it to the aspect is that I feel is that the people that are more skillful in the ring and even more skillful on the mic should be the one that is given the better opportunity than the person that they feel should be pushed at that moment because clearly back then it didn't work they've been opened up now recently to it but still like they're trying to push this guy and like you said the the popular vote the people's vote they are booing the shit out of this man mm-hmm. well yeah you know what it is it's the it's not that he shouldn't be in the top spot he's just on the wrong side of the top spot if he was the bad guy in the top spot, I think it would be perfect because people don't like him. People want to dislike him because, like you said, he wasn't this guy that came from the independent scene where people, oh, they love the independent guys because they put in all this hard work and all this effort. From everything I've heard, Roman Reigns is the hardest worker in the room, night in, night out. This guy does... He's the, he's full-time and I've he, never seen him get hurt. Full-time, he got hurt maybe once. What? He's been, uh, you know, he wrestles nearly every single night. Um, and, and, you know, other guys just want things to kind of be handed to them. There, there's a lot of independent guys that don't, you know, the AJ Styles, the, the Nakamura's, the Daniel Bryan's, these guys that know they work. The Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Sami yeah. Zayn. These guys work so hard to get to the, this point that they're not stopping there. There's a lot of guys in this And company. I truly respect that. And yeah, the, go the, ahead. There's go a ahead. lot of guys in this company. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Drew McIntyre. He was he was the chosen one. He, they brought him in to be this, this back in the this day. Back I remember the day. that. Yep. They they brought him in. He was Vince's handpicked chosen one. They brought him in Two years to be gone. this guy that was great. Next thing you know, he's wrestling for 3MB and with with Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And, and and you know what he does? He goes back to the independent scene, and he he works so hard that he knows. Okay, now now that I'm back, now that they brought me back. There's no chance in hell I'm doing what I did last time. We get lazy. You know, these guys, they, they finish their match and they, they go play video games or they go home. They're not the guys that are working there and, and, and watching every single and match. And trying to get better. Exactly. That's, That's why I think of a Kobe. Up. Kobe was the guy that tr- just, he, no matter what, even at the age of his last year he was his last game he scored 61 these guys like you said they are always trying to get better the one guy that i do want to bring up you know roman reigns is a full-time i do give him credits too he's a guy that's on the scene full-time that rarely hurt so he's always putting up a performance and like you said wwe is no joke this shit's no. They have part-time shows. They have live shows. They have actual TV shows. Then pay-per-views. So they're non-stop, right? But one guy that's not non-stop is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is living my life right now. This guy, he, he uh, Brock Lesnar. Lives. Give me your take on it. So I'll give you my take from Brock Lesnar's perspective, and then I'll give you my take from uh, you know someone else's perspective. From Brock Lesnar's perspective, I'd love to be this guy. You know, he lives by himself in Minnesota, has nobody to bother him, um, you know, has a smoking hot wife in Sable. Uh, he is just in, 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 like, and he barely goes to work. And I mean, makes sure more money. Yeah, and makes, makes both he makes more money. more money than these guys that are there week in and week out. Yep. WWE has the most grueling schedule in any t- sort of entertainment whatsoever. Yep. I mean, you know, you, you talk about, like, baseball, they get months off, you know. Football, they, they it's a tough sport. It's a physical 
physically abusing sport. But wrestling, these guys are, are doing athletic activities. 365, 365 days, a days a year. They don't get days off. It's, it's actually amazing for somebody to work that schedule for a, a full year. And you know, that's why I, I think a lot of times these guys from the independent promotions come in and get, they get hurt yeah. because they're not used to working that schedule. Yeah. Um, and not to say that their lives are very easy because they're, you know, busting their, their ass every single night on, on no good, like, it's like they, a they college, it's like a college, healing. it's like a college kid going from, you know, from NCAA to the pros The like, or like college basketball, for example, those kids that the amount of minutes that they're playing from college basketball to the amount of minutes and games that they're playing over the course of the year mm -hmm. in the NBA is yeah very gruesome Huge for difference. them. You Huge know, difference. so that's why exactly Chris like Tapp's thing is guys a beast in the first half. Second half comes, he gets injured. He's not as good. He's lethargic. It's just because he's not used to the, to the minutes, and yeah. that, that's what happens with a lot of these you know independent wrestlers. Mm -hmm. um, but getting back to the point with Brock Lesnar, that he you know he, he's he's just living the life right now. But the the problem from the outside perspective is. I want to see the top championship on the top show be there every single week. I think, like, my, like, don't get me wrong, Brock Lesnar is literally the name, it speaks for itself, mm -hmm. Beast Incarnate, but at the end of the day, WWE is just, if you want to talk about storyline, they are literally just non-stop hurting themselves by just keep shoving this guy the title. It's like, like you, you were saying, like, this guy is rarely on. And this title has not been on on the show like with a person full time for you could say about a year and a half. Yeah, maybe a little right? more. I mean, Lesnar won it last WrestleMania, um, and he beat Goldberg. He beat Goldberg, right? So he beat Goldberg, and Goldberg held it for a couple of months before that, about three months before that. So a little more than a year and a half. About it's crazy. You know, this guy's been holding the title for so long, and they're ruining the the show overall because. Because they had to get rid of the, basically the title, they give it to a part-timer, now they have to go transition all the shows all at once. So they now have to transition another show in SmackDown, they have to transition another show in NXT, even though that's an outside show from WWE, but they still do connect in it some way, right? Because all just to satisfy one person. And I think that's just outright ridiculous. They should have got rid of this guy a couple months ago at WrestleMania, when he should have lost the title to Roman Reigns then. To me, why Roman Reigns does have the title now is blasphemy, and that's why I do not like the man. Because I think he's not ready. I think that's what they're trying to say. You know what, I, 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 I don't think they're trying to say he's not ready. I mean, he's main event of the or are they busting? Or are they busting Brock Lesnar's balls? I think I think with, with Lesnar, the, the thing is, you know, there's not enough people that can legitimately beat him. And, you know, that's... But that's why he deserves the title. In 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 one essence, right? You're looking at it from Brock Lesnar's a, a Muhammad UFC. Muhammad Ali. He, he's a UFC heavyweight yeah. champion. The guy fought a real fight, and he was very tough to beat. The only thing that beat him was because he got diverticulitis and he couldn't fight. But there's been rumors that he wants to go back. So what? And I'm sure he so will. now, so now, listen. WrestleMania just happened, right? Mm -hmm. So now you didn't give Roman Reigns the title then, right? You've had. Uh, two pay-per-views since. The Greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash. Backlash was probably the bigger pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Now... Well, they made a ton of money from the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, they made a ton of money from the Greatest Royal Rumble. Meanwhile, it was a joke It was a joke of a pay-per-view. I'm gonna It was end. a glorified house show. It, it yeah, it was literally... It was a house show with a lot of people there. And where you knew who were gonna be the winners and the losers. It was a, it was the obvious choice. But to, to sit there and say that you're gonna let Brock Lesnar win now these past couple months after... 
WrestleMania, w what's gonna happen now? Like, you heard rumors that this guy may go back to UFC, right? And you just gave him a recent contract to stay with you for a little bit longer. What's gonna happen if UFC decides to give him a bigger contract and he goes in the next couple months? What, you're gonna fight? Oh, let's go put Roman Reigns now on the on the, mm -hmm. on the the card with Brock Lesnar to fight him and now he's gonna finally beat him. No, you should have done this at the biggest pay-per-view that you guys freaking had that, that would have made the storyline make obvious sense, but you're gonna ruin the storyline and you're gonna ruin the rest of your show. You're you're making a ripple effect of the mm -hmm. rest of your show. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's just, it's... They would have been better off just letting Brock Lesnar walk. And the reason isn't because he's not, you know, a, a main event attraction. He makes them a ton of money because people pay to see that. Guy. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He um, does make a ton of money, but he should have been gone already. Which is why they wouldn't let him go. But in storyline purposes, it's just not believable that anybody on the roster, at the exception of Braun Strowman, can actually put up a fight against this guy. Now, you have guys like like in the, in the, in the WWE world, of course, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, um, Bobby Lashley, who he still has. I'd love to see that match, honestly. And if, if Bobby Lashley's the guy that beats him for the title, I'm not, you know, going to be... You're not surprised, I'm not, I'm not upset with that. I, I'd be surprised by it. I yeah. can't imagine, uh, you know, Lesnar just dropping the title like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, nah, I mean, it, it, in, in, what it comes down to is that just they need to get the title away from him. Once they do, the show is going to be a lot better because... They have too much talent. Yeah, they have That, that they're focusing the, the title on the wrong people. And I think that's why Raw is getting... You know, that's why SmackDown had a good effect for a little bit of time when they had the Intercontinental title. Now that Intercontinental title is on Raw because that's the main title now on the show because they don't have the, their WWE World Heavyweight, whatever, Heavyweight Champion, whatever the hell it's called. Because they don't have that because they gave it to a part-timer, they're ruining the show overall. But now, you know, since we talked about a little bit of UFC, right, and, you know, Brock going back to UFC, well, let's talk about somebody that just came in from UFC, mm -hmm. who was a beast in herself, mm -hmm. right? Baddest woman on the planet. Baddest woman on the planet. Well, not anymore, but... Yeah. <laughs> now, let's bring up this woman, Ronda Rousey. Now, what's your take on Ronda? Uh, Ronda Rousey... She's good in the ring. She I'll give good. you that. She she put that's on the, my take on that. She put on the best match at WrestleMania, uh, and that's, wow. that's not that's not really uh, saying much. Saying much, but she did. I, I think between that or the I do agree with that. I do match, agree. Rousey did put on a good match. Her first match it was, surprisingly it was, was good. very good. And, now, and you know what the thing is too? If you look at the competitors in that match, you can't just say it was you know based on the storyline or it was based on the people that were around her because. Kurt Angle looks like he's a turtle walking in the, the ring. The guy needs a, a cane <laughs> in the in the ring. The guy is a mess, and I can't believe they let they let him wrestle before Daniel Bryan. Right. <laughs> and beside the, in a TLC match, no less with Braun <laughs> I mean, with uh, it's crazy. The guy he literally walks with his legs at like uh, a like a, a seventy degree angle. It's yeah, like crazy. They're like they're bent so low. <laughs> And he can't even speak. He's like, oh, the WWE. Uh, uh, there's Sonya Deville. Um, you know, so uh, they got this guy in the match. They got uh, Stephanie McMahon, who I'll give her credit. She can she can go in the ring. She's been doing it. And then you got Triple H. That's the most experienced years. out of them all. Right? Yeah, Triple H. Who's you know? He's going yeah. to be in that match, obviously, because he's yeah. and, but, he's and, gonna try to bring that person over. Now, Ronda Rousey, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's been, you know, 
recently, right, what they're trying to push now is her having a title match at upcoming Money in the Bank. Yes. That's the that's the upcoming pay-per-view for WWE. Yes. Now, what's your take on her going already only in her second match second, second match. Second overall mm-hmm. match. Your take on her getting already a title opportunity. I don't think it's the wrong decision. Um is it necessarily the right decision? I maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it plays out. But uh Ronda Rousey for the past, you know, however so years that she's been doing UFC is known as the baddest woman on the planet. She's a UFC champion. It's not like they're bringing her in where nobody knows about her UFC past. The reason they brought her in was because everybody knows about her past. Yeah. So she's marketable. She's a, a big, you know, name that came into the company. And there really isn't a reason not to give her the match. And I understand people say that she needs to earn her dues because, oh, she's never wrestled, like, before. She never wrestled on, like, well, the independent scene. Yeah, but uh, granted, she never wrestled in the independent scene. But, she but did you see the she match? She fought in UFC, and she put on the best match at WrestleMania. On the biggest stage yeah. Actually, for wrestling. The, the two best matches... At you at WrestleMania were women's matches. Yes. That Charlotte Oscar match was incredible. Of course, too. and we'll and we'll kind of yeah, get. I'd love into, to see we'll kind of get into one of them. you know that'd be something. <laughs> that would be some match. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think the reason why that they made this Ronda Rousey match, this title opportunity match, is because of her opponent? Because technically, her opponent, we could put mm-hmm. it into aspect of making it like WWE's supposed David versus Goliath. Where, yes, Ronda Rousey's had the credibility of being, you know, the baddest woman on the planet, right? But at the same time, she's facing a giant, like, in her, in, in herself, in, uh, what you call it, Nia Jax. So, you know, it's yeah. just like... Well, the, the thing with Nia is, um... Is that what they're trying to... She, trying to portray Nia or... is basically the, the women's version of Lesnar that shows up every week. You know, she's... It's like... It's the reason they haven't given Braun Strowman the title because they don't want... They don't see anybody on the roster that could legitimately beat Braun Strowman. The guy just beat the tag team championships with a six-year-old at WrestleMania. Yes. Nobody's beaten this guy. <laughs> so if you give him the title, it's just going to be like, well, Braun has to keep the title for, you know, yeah, months. Yeah. Yeah, and he can't have matches with half the guys because it just won't even be a believable match. Yeah. He fought The Miz and I was like, like, there's no way this guy loses to the Miz. There's absolutely, absolutely no, no way. way. Yeah. But Roman Reigns, he's he can lose to the Miz. He can, you know, but he can beat uh, Braun Strowman. That's why Roman Reigns is such a good spot for that main event because he has those qualities. They yeah. just need to make him a bad guy. But yeah. Back to Nia, she's the same thing, right? Like she's the Braun Strowman of the women's division. Yeah. Like her matches with Alexa Bliss were, the title, were yeah, exactly. So now, but now you have to have someone that's believable fighter, right? Because she fought Alexa Bliss in two straight pay per views. Which the was a joke. The fact that they made it even remotely close was actually pretty impressive on their part. Um, they made they just made Alexa seem very very smart in the ring, which is you know yeah. the only way you can yeah. really go about it. But. I mean, Nia's just, you know, there's no way, there's no believable way that, that uh, anybody's beaten Nia, except maybe Rousey. And because think, she's the baddest woman exactly, on the planet, gotcha. Exactly. So, listen, we'll see what happens, you know, upcoming on at Money in Bank. Now, listen, you know, we've seen WWE transition uh, slowly into picking, like, you know, we've talked about it slowly, you know, throughout the podcast, of breaking in uh, these indie superstars across the... Not only the country, but literally across the planet. Like, right. they've brought people all over. Now, you know, in your eyes, now, I know maybe some people may not know, but whoever is listening, whoever is a big, like, wrestling fan, 
This is just my question to you. You know, who in your eyes is going to be WWE's next breakout star? Uh, next breakout star? There's a lot of guys I really like. Um, I'll take one from NXT. Oh, Ricochet, man. This guy. That, just watching this guy is unbelievable. The flips and the, the crazy kicks that he does. And he's so smooth. And he's got such a nice swagger about him. I feel like he's just like everything that WWE wanted Finn Balor to be. But like better. Um, the only reason why, because Finn Balor is not at that situation, is like you said, is because those indie guys cannot maybe deal with... Yeah. And then he got hurt. Yeah, Finn got, Finn got hurt. Because he couldn't deal with the schedule, he got, and he got he hurt. He got the title, and he got hurt. You know, Literally. That, and then he was the demon when he got the title, and he's barely been the demon since. So, um, yeah, Finn got hurt, and let's see. I hope it doesn't happen to Ricochet, and I hope Finn's career gets back on track, because I'm a big Finn Balor fan, and I like him a lot. Um, but Ricochet, man, this guy is something. Just the first move he does is a friggin', you know, shooting star press off the top rope, springboard to the outside, yeah, it, some it, crazy. He, he's, he's, a, he's amazing. He's he amazing. literally just flips back and forth with ease. Like, he flies around, and he's, and you know what's so crazy is, like, right now, because he, he's been in the indie world for so long, he's mm -hmm. like, I want to say he's like 33, 34. Uh, he's around that age. You know, I, yeah, I actually he's don't up, know his he, All I know is he's up in age, supposedly, and the guy moves around like he's 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a like a butterfly he that's yes, literally like really an does. aspect you really know uh but i'll give you guys on in terms of my breakout star wwe's next breakout star will be i'm gonna also pick from nxt adam cole baby you guys better watch out for this guy he is right now the current nxt NXT North American champion. North American champion, then, right? He's the North American yes, champion. He's the North American but he's champion. also the tag team. So he's he's uh so the Undisputed Era are the tag team champions. There's four members of the Undisputed Era. It's Adam Cole, uh Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. So yeah. uh Fish and O'Reilly defended the titles, the tag titles, but Fish got hurt, so Riley defended it, and then Roger Strong helped them win the match. So technically, they gave it to those two. I don't know if they're gonna do like the the you know free bird rules once. Gotcha, like like back. almost like what but the new yeah, day does. Yeah, basically. like Adam Cole's had to had to defend the title at that that show too. So, but right now he, but he's I, great. Yeah, I think he, you know this guy reminds me of like he's old school. Yeah, to me, he, he's an old school guy in the ring, and overall, I, I like that they're bringing guys back to that old school attitude. And one guy like you did mention earlier in the podcast too, I'm gonna bring a second guy, I know I'm an ass, but I'm gonna bring a number two. He's already on the WWE roster. Look out, Drew McIntyre. This guy could be the possible next Triple H. I like the character that he is portraying. They have him and Dolph Ziggler portraying almost like what well, we could say t in today's day, D-Generation X almost. Yeah, uh, DX, you know, I, I've heard uh, Shawn Michaels to Kevin Nash or Diesel comparisons, yeah, you know, with of course. You know, McIntyre playing and that And that's an old school, role. Yeah, that's an great, old school duo, great bro. Great story, great duo. Yeah. Um, going back to Adam Cole, doesn't he remind you of Edge a little bit? Yes. You know, yes. Like that, yes. That ultimate opportunist type of yes. type of role. Well, the attitude, his it, like the way he, he the character that he right. plays, his instinct, right. like he he yeah. acts like he that. Just, he just always happens to be in the right place at the right time. You know, that's also a Randy Orton type moment. Yeah, too. yeah. Or you could say an Orton type RKO, moment. You know, um, but, but Edge, yeah, I do. Yeah, I would like this to guy just always seems to be in the old right school place edge. at the right time. Old school, time. Yeah, yeah, old yeah, school yeah. edge. You know, gotcha. Edge that wanted to you know take Lita in the freaking bed in the middle of the ring. 
But yeah, and if McIntyre, oh yeah, that guy's a beast, man. He's he, and I, one thing I love about Drew McIntyre, which you know he's been talking about, like the locker room being like weaker since he's come back, and I think he means it too because he sounds really genuine in his promos. Yeah, um, it, I know. I and that's the one th- why I'm actually bringing him up because he sounds the most real. Like th- that's the reason why mm-hmm. I told you I like whoever brings the most skill out because that's the most raw. Mm-hmm. That's the most natural. I feel like the guy when he speaks on the mic too, he's bringing out his genuine pissed off like he is angered that he got taken away mm-hmm. where he was looked at as the top dog we already brought this up and now the, he's in a scene where he's a mid carter mm-hmm. but he's yeah, yeah he's gonna be in the main event yeah he's going to main event one day yeah, this guy he came into the wwe big star big you know oh vince mcmahon shows him one he you know didn't work hard at all yeah put in three mb Left was like, okay, now I need joke. He they put yeah. him as a clown, basically. Yeah, he was a clown. He was a clown. He, he was in a match that involved two, you know, uh, like Hornswoggle and El Torito. So, so two like, midgets. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I gotta say that. Uh, but yeah, um, they uh, so you know, for him to, to leave, realize that he gotta get back. You know, he he needs to put in the time now to get back. And then once he's back, now he's not quitting. You know, now he's not yeah. like, oh, I made it because that's what some of these guys do. Yeah, no, and it, because that's what happens when you get the star power that's yeah. what happened like I, I actually want to bring up one guy that some people may not know but me and you mm-hmm. MVP oh Montel Montavious Porter yeah. bro th- I've actually been looking on social media recently this guy's been he wants been to come pop- back he wants no but that's, that's what I'm saying I've been hearing rumors yeah. about him coming back my boy who I will be bringing on the podcast soon enough he will be coming on the round table but he is facing him soon enough. So we will be seeing him streaming live. So we will be watching that. Now, there is a lot of talent in the WWE, and I can't wait to, to see what's in store for this coming year. Now, Frank, before I wrap up the mm-hmm. podcast, I like to end the show with my favorite segment called the Overtime Countdown. The overtime I give you countdown. basically a countdown of quick questions. Mm-hmm. You give me your honest opinion, and that's it. Be quick to the answer. You ready? Frank? Uh, bring the heat, baby. Bring all the heat. right, all right, all right. So question five. After seeing LeBron go 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals, do you see him going to the NBA Finals? This is such a tough question because I, I really like LeBron. And um, over the course of the years, you know, everyone's saying, oh, LeBron's not going to make the Finals this year. And I'm like, you're Eight wrong. years in a row. You know, oh, LeBron's not going to make the Finals this year. You know, this is the year that, the, the oh, the Celtics, oh, the Raptors, oh, the, you know, the Pacers, oh, this team, that team. They're going to beat LeBron. And it never happens because they're like, oh, his team's very dysfunctional and he's fine. Um, this year, his team is actually very dysfunctional. And they're down 0-2 to the Celtics. They they lost two games on the road, so it's not the worst thing that could have happened. But to, um, to a team that doesn't have their two yeah, superstars. Uh, you know, but they, yeah, the, the Celtics are so good, man. They're so good. Brad um, they're Stevens. Just, they're just so athletic. Brad how, how is, is he not coach. coach of the year? Yeah, it makes no sense. The guy that was coach of the year got fired, so. Yeah. Um, well, coach of the year and for the coach's eyes. Through yeah, the coach's eyes. Yeah, Brad Stevens. Just, but oh, but I didn't get your opinion. Tatum. So do you think LeBron goes to the finals? Yes or no? <sighs> This might be the first time that I'm actually afraid that LeBron's not going to make the, the finals. But you know what? I can't. I can't see it until... I, I can't believe it until I see it. All right. All right. I'll keep it at that then. All right. So question four. Pick the celebrity lifestyle you want to have and why. I was counting down. I was like, we got the four questions already? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, I like um, to do a countdown. Yeah, no, like, yeah, you're right. It's the weekly countdown. You're right. You're right. Um, so what, what was the question? I'm sorry. Pick the celebrity lifestyle you want to have and why. Oh, I'd love to be Brian Cashman. The guy is just, he's a G. He is a genius. 
he put together the best team in baseball, uh, one of the best teams, the best, you know, future teams as well, because this isn't even our final form, um, future teams in, in uh, that I've ever seen. So uh, Brian Cashman, without that, and he doesn't have to travel as much as these guys. And the he guy doesn't home, like, he doesn't really money. show his face that much, exactly. but he makes a boatload of money. But everybody knows who he is. Exactly. Like, no, everybody knows who he is. And of he, course, he's yeah. a nut too. Like he goes like. First of all, he had like a couple of mistresses, which is like a little bit much for me. But um, he, uh, you know, he 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 goes like skydiving all the time. He climbs some like crazy. He he like climbs buildings like in like he did it in like Toronto or something. Really? Like that. Yeah, he's a nut. He's he's an absolute <laughs> nut. I love him. All right, so all right, that's the person you want to be. All right, cool. So question three: If you could fight any wrestler right now in the WWE, who would it be? Right now in the WWE. Daniel Bryan. Why? Uh, he's just awesome. Daniel Bryan is just the coolest. Like he's the coolest guy. You know. He you just think like you would have a good storyline with him? Smiles, just like his smile lights up the room. He's the, the yes chants are amazing. He's just so good in the ring. He's so technical and storyline wise. I mean, the storyline could just you be can build how around him all the time. Yeah, about how great Daniel Bryan is now. He got this whole coming back off the injury. This thing with Big Cass. Which big cat? Like, I don't want to talk about that. Listen, we could go into another podcast love, yeah, on that. I love Daniel Bryan, man. He's awesome. All right. So, question two: Which do you like more, baseball or football? Um, baseball. Why? Yankees and Jets. Pretty much it. I mean, the the Jets. I love the Jets. I would probably be more excited if the Jets won a Super Bowl than if the Yankees won a World Series just because what I've, you're seen, expecting them. I've seen the Yankees win the World Series and I'm sure in the next couple of years we'll see them win more. Um, the Jets, though, all I need is one and I'll be happy. Yeah. All I need is just one Super Bowl. All we need is one. We have two AFC title runs. Um, where our biggest problem was actually great that game. Sanchez was great in both of those AFC championship games. Yeah. And then our biggest strength was our friggin' downfall because we couldn't play defense. Exactly. Oh, uh, just seeing that was heartbreaking. Watching this, you know, poor mess of a team the past couple of years. <laughs> so I, I, I'll say baseball just because I also like the... The, the strategy, the, the strategy involved in the game is the one sport that doesn't have a time limit. So, like, it can literally, you have to earn every single out. You can't run the clock. You know, you can't, you know, foul somebody, you know, to, like, prolong the game. You just yeah. have to, you know, go and do what you got to do and, you know, get all 27 outs before the game ends. Um, but if the Jets won a Super Bowl, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be different, <laughs> you know, different game changers. You want to talk about game changer. All right. And finally, question numero uno. Mm -hmm. What is the next move? For Francis DeLeo. Uh, next move for Francis DeLeo. Just keep grinding, you know, keep doing what I got to do to, you know, make it to where I want to go. You know, I'm still, you know, up in the air about a lot of things. Looking into maybe getting into something like this. Maybe doing a little, some uh, some sort of broadcasting. But All right. also, um, you know, just uh, keep on grinding. Making sure I'm working hard 110%. He's in time. the meeting. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's in the meeting. He's busy. He's working. He's grinding. Listen, Francis DeLeo, Frank the Captain. I want to say thank you hold so on, hold much. Hold on, one second. I got a question for you now. Whoa. I want to throw a Whoa. question at you. I wish I could get the beat going. <laughs> I want to throw a question at you. I want to say, who do you think is going to win Money in the Bank, men's and women's? Well, who do you think and who do you want to win? Real quick. Oh, who do I think and who do I want to win? Okay, so for the women's, I'm going to be honest. I want to see the new girl Ember Moon winning. I like to see someone new. I like to see someone a uh, game changer. I'm gonna be honest with you. For the men's, 
I'm going to expect what I'm expecting. I'm expecting the monster to kill it, feed, uh, bring me, give me these hands. I, I'm expecting Braun Strowman to outright win this yeah, match. Yeah, absolutely. So if, well, who do you want? You expect him to win? You want him to win? I want him to win because I truly think he deserves it, especially after mm -hmm. what he did at the Greatest Royal And Rumble. you expect him to win too? I expect him to win, right. and I think he deserves it. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go real quick. I'm gonna go, I think, for the women. I think, I'd love to see Ember win. She's awesome, but yeah. I want, and I think Becky Lynch is gonna win. Because really? Becky, yeah, Becky's been getting the shit under the stick for a little bit too long. Yeah, and yeah. She's really talented. She's saying, and she underdog. got a big win. Yeah, she got a big, she's coming off a big win, you know, because she's been losing a lot. She's coming off a big win. You know, Asuka's streak's already broken, so, and she already won Royal Rumble. I don't think they're gonna have her win the first Royal Rumble in the second Women's Money in the Bank match, although she's freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I want and think Becky to win. And for the men's, I really want the Miz to win. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> I love bro, the Miz. He's awesome. I yeah. love the Miz. He's great. He's one of the most entertaining things on the show. And then I think they're going to go uh, maybe with Finn. Finn or Miz. I, I have a feeling like... I, I, don't, think, I don't think I, Braun's going to win. I, listen, I have a feeling they're going to go Finn like, and Braun's going to be right there at the yeah. end, of course. But I just they're gonna do something. Yeah, like, I to me personally, I think Braun, I think Braun deserves it. All right, fair. fair but fair. listen, uh, that wraps up the podcast. I want to say thank you so much thank to the that. captain for coming out. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh just uh, keep doing your thing, man. Keep 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 grinding through this. If you're listening, keep listening because I know this guy very 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 well. <laughs> And um, he has some crazy things to say and really interesting takes on things that, you know, has opened my mind up to a lot of stuff as well. So, uh, you know, keep listening and keep grinding, my man. You're doing a great job. Listen, thank you so much. Thank you to my co-host, Frank DeLeo, a.k.a. The Captain. I am your host, Alex Butara, a.k.a. Sally Gutters. Thank you to listening to the roundtable. There is plenty more to coming up for the weekly high thought. More coming up for the roundtable. You guys have a blessed day. Peace.